We turn to Luke chapter 2, beginning with the first verse to hear the good news. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen as it had been told them. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come before you this evening with grateful hearts, grateful that you have not called us to climb to you, but that you have come to us. We ask that you, just as you entered in the world through your Son for our salvation, that you would now enter into our hearts and our minds through the power of your Holy Spirit. Make yourself known to us in the same way in which you made yourself known to the shepherds. We pray this evening that you would quench the fear in our hearts and replace it with joy. We offer ourselves to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. All is quiet. All is calm. The roast is at home in the crock pot cooking. Some of you are concerned about your turkey in the oven right now. You are punched out from work. All concerns are set aside. It's Christmas. You could say that now is the time to press the pause button and enjoy a silent night. But we all know better than that that there truly is no silent night. I hate to burst your bubble. There was actually never, ever a silent night. Even on the night when Jesus came, it was anything but silent. It was anything but picturesque. You see, when Jesus came, the night when he came, he came in the middle of poverty. When Jesus came, He came in the middle when there was a threat of terrorism, a threat that's greater than anything any of us have ever experienced. You see, when Jesus came, Rome was in control. Rome was dominating the world. 
When Jesus came, there was no peace. There was no prosperity. When Jesus came, there was not a nice little family gathering at supper time. Where is Joseph's family? Why is Joseph's family not gathered at the stable? Where is Mary's family? Where are all the good religious people? Why are they gathered around a manger? Because they are poor. Why is there no family with Joseph? Because there's scandal. You see, Jesus did not come in the midst of peace and prosperity. Jesus came in the midst of chaos. There was no silent night. When Jesus came, there was no nice cow mooing in the background and no baby not crying at all. You see, we sing that in our song, Away in a Manger, no crying Jesus makes. Simply untrue. Jesus was fully human. I'd love to meet that baby. <laughs> Jesus does not come in the midst of peace and prosperity. Jesus comes in the midst of chaos. God has always come in the midst of chaos. And this evening, that is good news for you and I. Because what are you in the midst of right now? There is no peace and prosperity right now. Look at the world around us. There has never ever been peace and prosperity. Yet, God has broke in. This evening, what are you in the midst of? I know you came here this evening wanting to push the pause button. Because that's the beauty of the Christmas season and the holidays is we can push the pause button and set the stress aside for a moment. But when we press the pause button during the holiday season, the stress returns right after the season. So rather than pressing the pause button, maybe we should cling to the promise and deal with reality. Reality is this. We are not in the midst of peace and prosperity. We are in the midst of chaos. I don't know what you're in the midst of this evening. I'm sure that everyone gathered here has got that drawer at home or that closet at home that you're hoping your in-laws will not open in the next 24 hours. That drawer in that closet is minuscule in comparison to the heart and the mind you hope will never be opened of yourself. The heart and the mind that has thoughts you hope no one will ever know. The heart and the mind that has left words unsaid when words should have been spoken. The heart and the mind that spoke words when words should have never been spoken. The heart and the mind that led you to actions that do not reflect the glory of the Lord. We all have a heart and a mind that we would like hidden. This evening, there is good news that because Jesus comes in the midst of chaos, He is able to deal with the hidden drawer and the hidden door and ultimately the hidden heart. This evening, we hear that there is good news of great joy. And the reason that there's good news of great joy, as it says in Luke chapter 2, is that because a Savior has been born. 
that in the midst of the chaos, God has broken in and brought us salvation. Now, this is only good news of great joy if we need a Savior. This last year, you could call 2014 the year of the garage door for me. Basically, our garage door hasn't worked at all in the year of 2014. Now, the majority of you would not celebrate at all if you saw a truck pull in the driveway with the label on the side, Overhead Door Company. Because you don't need the Overhead Door Company. But I guarantee my wife will be rejoicing in the next two weeks when that truck pulls in the driveway. You see, we need the Overhead Door Company. Because over the last year, I've tried fixing the overhead door myself. There's a guy on YouTube that specializes in overhead doors. I know him personally now. I've watched every one of his videos. And you see, as I watched every one of his videos, the first time I thought, this will be simple. And then all of a sudden, the chain started going in the reverse direction. I tried it again, and the chain didn't work at all. And now I can't get the light even to come on the garage door opener. You see what's happened? Something was broke, and I tried to fix it. Well, I found out while watching the video that the overhead door machine is from 1965. From the words of our worship leader, Paul Anderson, it's probably time to get a new one. You see, it was decaying. Did you know this evening that you're decaying as well? Did you know this evening that you're broke as well? Broke because of the way we've treated one another. Broke because of the way we've ignored God at times. And many of us have tried to fix this stuff on our own. We haven't watched YouTube videos. We've watched Oprah. We haven't watched YouTube videos We've tried to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We've tried to fix ourselves. But the reality is this. We cannot fix ourselves. That's why God has come to us. This evening, we are broke. This evening, we are decaying. But the good news is that God has come to us. There's good news of great joy. For unto us, a Savior has been born. This evening, you can have great joy when you realize you need a Savior. This evening, every one of us has a Savior. Every one of us this evening is clinging to someone or something for our salvation. You may not use the word salvation. Salvation may be too religious for you. Maybe the word is purpose or the word is life. But everybody here has something that gives them purpose, that gives them life. In other words, that gives you salvation. This evening, we can have great joy if we look to God for our salvation. For a Savior has been born unto us. We turn our hearts and our minds back to the prophet Isaiah. 400 years before Jesus was even born, the prophet was saying, For unto you a child will be born, and he will be called 
wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. But listen to the words right before that declaration of what Jesus is going to be called. Listen to the promise. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest. They are glad when they divide the spoil. What they're doing there, the prophet is painting a picture that the nation is going to experience this great joy. And he contrasts it with the joy of harvest when there's an abundance coming in. We all know what that's like. You may not be a farmer, but you know what it's like to have an abundance. You know what it's like to experience that moment when you receive. The prophet says there's going to be a great joy like that. An everlasting joy like that. Why? For unto us a child will be born. And then in Luke, it tells us that child is the Savior born in Bethlehem. This evening, we can have great joy. Tonight and tomorrow, everyone in this room will pursue joy. No one's going to wake up on Christmas Day and say, I hope my day goes horrible today. I hope that everyone hates me today. And I hope that I'm just disgruntled all day long. Everybody here is going to pursue joy all day tomorrow because we pursue joy all day, every day. The only question is, where do we pursue joy? God broke in in the midst of chaos. There was no silent night. And even after Jesus was born, there was not this great party. Right after Jesus was born, what happens? Mary and Joseph are on the run because there's about to be a mass murder. There was never calm. There was never peace when Jesus was on earth. Yet Jesus declares that you and I can have peace and joy when we cling to him. You see, the circumstances will remain difficult. So when we look to our circumstances for joy, it'll be up and down. That's why we don't look to our circumstances, but we look to Christ, who is the author of our salvation. I would contend that 2,000 years ago, there was a lot of chaos around a manger. A manger that was a lot uglier than this, a lot dirtier than this, and a lot smellier than this. There was a lot of chaos, there was a lot of uncertainty, there was a lot of pain, and there was even some anger at God. Yet, in the midst of the chaos around the manger, in the manger, there was a Savior. In the manger, there was one who is the source of our joy. For he has come and lived on our behalf. This evening, it's time to make an exchange. Some of you on Friday will be making a quick trip to your local store to exchange some gifts. Of course, after the in-laws leave, you'll exchange the gifts. But you'll exchange the gifts looking for something better or looking for something that will fit a little bit nicer. Before we even think about exchanging any gifts, we first need to think 
about the greatest exchange we can make. An exchange at the manger where we trade our worry for faith. Where we trade our fear for joy. This evening, I invite you to come to the manger and make an exchange. If you're experiencing fear this evening, that fear is coming from worry. And that worry is a lack of trust in the Creator of the universe. This evening, we're invited to come to the manger and make an exchange. The manger manger reminds us that Jesus comes in the midst of chaos. The manger reminds us that God is one who experienced chaos on our behalf. Not only is there lots of worry and doubt 2,000 years ago, there's probably lots of worry and doubt this evening in some of your hearts and in some of your minds. Yet we're invited to come to the manger and exchange that worry for faith. For it's in the manger we find one who left the riches and the comfort of heaven to be born in the likeness of humanity. It's in the manger that we find one who is our salvation. It's in the manger that we find the one who is the source of our joy. In the midst of your personal chaos, come receive, come believe, come and exchange your worry for faith. This Christmas, if you're bearing burdens, if you're struggling with life issues like everyone is, this is not the time to push the pause button and hope it goes away. This is the time to cling to the only promise that can be guaranteed, the promise of Jesus Christ as your Savior. Don't push the pause button. Rather, cling to the promise of Jesus Christ. Tonight, as you continue to decay, there is good news. For unto us, in the town of Bethlehem, a Savior has been born. A light has been shown. A light that, as the Gospel of John tells us, bring life to all of humanity. This evening, come to the manger and exchange your worry for faith. Come to the manger and no longer experience fear, but rather experience joy. And now, we go forth this evening. We go forth this evening and the question is, how do we experience this joy going forth? I want to tell you this evening, we don't have time because some of you have food in the oven. But I do want to tell you this evening, God is concerned about your joy. God wants you to leave here tonight rejoicing and God wants you to experience joy continually after tonight. Not because your circumstances will improve, but as the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 3, rejoice in the Lord. God is concerned about your joy and He's made a pathway for you to experience joy moving forward. It's not by changing your circumstances, but it's by clinging and abiding to the One who came in the manger, Jesus the Christ. You can maintain this joy. You can continue in this joy when you remain in the Lord Jesus Christ who is the source of our joy. This evening, come to the manger and exchange your worry for faith, but tomorrow, leave the manger abiding in the One who came in the manger. Tomorrow, go forth walking side by side with Jesus, for He will be the source 
of your joy? What are you in the midst of this evening? God comes in the midst of chaos. God comes in the midst of sin to give you joy, for He is your Savior. In the midst of dot, 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 Jesus is our joy. Let's celebrate that the light has come. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come before you this evening acknowledging that we are broken and acknowledging that we are decaying. We acknowledge that oftentimes we have tried to fix ourselves. We, have not, we acknowledge that oftentimes we have tried to use worldly solutions. But God, this evening, we desire to cling only to you. We ask now, O oh Lord, that you grant us faith, grant us the ability to trust in Jesus above all else. I ask now, O oh Lord, that you'd let your light shine in each of our hearts, that we could experience your joy. I pray that you'd let your light shine in our hearts and empower us to walk in the light so that we can experience your joy going forward. We thank you, O Lord, for who you are. We thank you for your peace and your joy. In Jesus' name, amen. This evening, as we continue to worship, we celebrate that we can have a silent night and a holy night. It's not silent and holy because it was silent. It's silent and it's holy because of the one who has come. This evening, I invite you to grab your candle. The ushers will come forward to ask you to remain seated as we start to sing together and light our candles. Ask that you take the unlit candle, bend it towards the lit candle. And this evening, as we light our candles, this light represents and reminds us of the light that came to us, the light that came and brought us life. Let's sing together.